Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. And welcome to this week's edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick, and I am joined by Mr. Craig Lucas. Hello. Uh, Mr. P. Does Paul Washington. Buongiorno. Uh, Mr. D. That's Paul Dolan. Okay, the new. Jim. <laughs> he's Hello. Just, he's just disappeared. Hey. He was caught short in the toilet. I love that. Good. Um, <laughs> Damn you, button. <laughs> Actually, I did that yesterday when I was, I was podcasting myself. And uh, we are joined by the return of a man that they never thought they'd hear on this podcast again. No, not Paul Boniface, the other one, Mr. Chris Ripley. Good evening. Oh, long miss, sir. Long miss. Oh, how you doing? Well, all the better of having you back on the show. Oh, it's good to be back. It's not really, is it? You've been you've been having a lovely time. Well, well you know. Well, well. Jim Hill would say. Um, yeah, it's been emotional. Well, we'll talk as about as Vinnie Jones would say, indeed. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that a little bit later on, um, and we might even be joined by uh, a special guest, depending on if uh, they can get out of of work and get back in time. And uh, who knows? Even Amanda might show up. Chips. Finish cooking her chips. Chips. This is why I always have a packet of like microwave rice in the cupboard. Microwave mice. Rice. Mice. Yeah, mice. Yeah. Why why does I thought everyone ate mice? (laughs) I'm. uh, I've been talking mice. I don't even know that's a reference though. I've. um, (laughs) I've. I've been talking to Amanda actually about. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about going pescatarian next year, so I'm trying to get some tips. So I might have to start living on chips as well. Sounds like it's the way forward. Anyway, can you about... have wafer thin ham? I can have wafer thin ham. <laughs> it's only wafer thin. That is what uh, my mum would say, I'm sure, if she talked to me. Um, right, we're going to start the show as we do each and every week or episode, and that is with What's Everybody Drinking? And because he's not been here for such a long time, Mr. Ripley, kick us off. Uh, well, I am drinking the world's most boringest drink. Um, because, no, no, more boring than that. More boring. This is the most boring thing you can possibly put in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> Hello, sailor. <laughs> Jim um, Hill. I, as you know, I've had back problems, and my back is now fixed, and I've put a little bit of timber on. So I'm trying to lose said timber. So I am drinking a protein shake. Mate, that's my lunches. Is it? Yeah, I'm all about protein shakes for lunch. What flavour is it? Like Uh, caramel. 
No, vanilla. I mean, that, I mean, that's you know, as flavors go. That is definitely the most boringest flavor. So. It's dead nice. It is the blandest protein. Well, you could have had just regular protein because you can you get them flavored. That you could have had. Good. You could have had little weirdo chips. <laughs> weirdo <laughs> chips. You mean like Amanda, who's now on? <laughs> oh, yoy. One and Prince. You just made me choke on my beer. <laughs> that's the aim. Well. <laughs> right. Well, we, we already know a man is drinking beer, which is more exciting than Mr. Ripley's protein shake. By the way, I I had chocolate protein shake. Protein uh, shake? What? What are you people? Beef cake. <laughs> Look, it's like carbon. Amanda, I've got to get my back sorted, so I am health kick. I'm going to become a pescatarian, veggie lesbian, anything you want. <laughs> I'm on it. He's on it like a car body. <laughs> well. So no Amanda, more Greg's pasties from you, lad. I, to be to be honest, that is because I've made this decision to change my eating habits next year. I have really got addicted to steak and cheese, Greg's rolls at the moment because I know I can't have them in January. So, um, so we already know Amanda's drinking a beer. Amanda, what beer are you drinking? Um, I'm not being healthy, so I'm drinking the heavy Budweiser. Oh, original flavour. Mr. D, what are you drinking? I'm on a copper bug. That's got oh. fruit in it. So that's uh, yeah, healthy and a day. refreshing. Day, yeah. yeah. Has it got protein in it as well? You can add Probably. a scoop of protein to it if you wanted to. Just make sure you mix it for 30 seconds. Give us a couple of minutes, I'll put some protein in it. <laughs> no, you're alright there, thanks. <laughs> no, you're not your, not, not the Florida. Uh, P-Dubs, Rescue Us, what are you drinking? Uh, as people may have seen, I did do a, a Facebook Live video just before we recorded. I am on the uh, the good old Orange Squash. Orange Squash. Are you, you, um, how heavy do you have your Orange Squash? Do you put enough in so it tastes like Orange Squash, or do you just put a, a bit in so it tastes like water with a hint of orange? No, I do put I put enough in that I can I can taste it. Okay. That's good. And do you, are you uh, before or after? Oh, the juice goes in first. Yeah, obviously. Like, I, I, I can't trust people that like pour a glass of water and add squash to it afterwards. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. I know those. Well, I know those. I know those spoon. Well, you could do that if you're putting protein in. You, um, I know those squirty bottles, those little super concentrated things you're supposed to put into the water afterwards, but they don't yeah. mix properly anyway. They're no. rubbish. Um, Mr. Lucas, I can probably have a guess at what you're having, but tell us anyway. Go on then. No, no, have a guess. Are you having a cup of Yorkshire tea? No. I'm having a cup of Twining's English breakfast <laughs> tea. Oh, God. So, so near In Yorkshire. And yet In so far. My Terminator 2 3D mug. Oh, I, I now R. have. I now have regrets about not buying that mug, even though we had a disappointing last uh, visit there. I um, I recorded oi, a po- I recorded a podcast yesterday for Christmas, um, which will be going out soon. And details to follow, and I had a Christmas beverage which was absolutely rank. But you'll have to listen to that episode to hear what it was. But while I was in the supermarket after uh, said recording, I thought I better get myself a beer for tonight. And I've got something I hadn't seen before, haven't tried before. Uh, it's six point five percent volume, which is quite Ooh, this decent. Is get messy. It's a brew dog, grapefruit infused IPA. It's called Elvis Juice. Oh, yes. I've tried that. Whoops. Did he say vape juice then? 
Grape ju- grapefruit? Elvis, Elvis <laughs> juice. Nothing at all like what you thought he said. <laughs> oh, wow. It's a that's, speech impediment. That's nice. Somebody's saying. What, Cockney? Yeah, Cockney's a speech yeah. impediment, yeah. I um, love all brew dog beers. I, I've got to say, I haven't found one yet that I don't like, but this one, you know, like when you see like a beer and it says it's got, you know, it's got some kind of fruity hint to it, unless it's like one of those uh, posh Belgian beers we talked about the other week, they're really disappointing. That is really nice, and it, you can you can taste the fruit in it as well. It's, uh, yeah, I'll be having some more Elvis juice. Um, anyway, we're not here just to talk about drinks and, and Elvis. We are here to talk about Disney. And at seven minutes into the podcast, now is probably as good a time as any to, to talk about it. Um, I'm not sure what to do first. Do I want to do news first? Do we want to do uh, talking about Mr. Ripley's return? Do we want to talk about this week in Disney? Craig, come on, direct this ship. Where are we going? I want Well, we have, we've, we've had no rippers for so long now. <laughs> It's I true. wanted to hear a bit of the rippers. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of what I thought. It's just like we we always do news first, but I'm with you. I think that's a good shout. So purely because I'm going to have to duck out at some point to go and drive trains because I'm on nights, and our special <laughs> guest is um, still in traffic. I think. So if we crack on with rippers, yeah, then yeah. we could <laughs> have an interlude, do a bit of body popping. <laughs> You're on your own there. Why? You've all got Lino. I was going to say, Craig's bought his own Lino here. So I'm not body popping anything. <laughs> full of chips and bud. Yeah. So it's not too bad, actually. So, yes, Mr. Ripley. So you have been, you, you never left the show. You've just yeah. been away. It, um, I tell you what, it, it feels like a distant memory now, being in Florida. Really? Yeah, it seems like ages ago, but it, it, I suppose it was only, what, a fortnight ago? Yeah, probably about that. I yeah, think, I think yeah, it's about that time you you come back to the fold. Yeah, so um, I went out for work and for Halloween Horror Nights and just to have a general sort of vacation. Um, it was a lot later in the season than when I wanted to go out. I wanted to go out a lot earlier than that. Sorry, Amanda. Sorry, Betty. That's, that's the sound of me not talking to you. See, she's she's <laughs> she's waving a chip at you. <laughs> she will never share her chips or give me the last Rolo ever again. No, never. Um, so, uh, what did I do? So I stayed off site, um, in a place that I rented before, and I didn't have any DVC points left because I'd used them all back in July, and uh, went to Halloween Horror Nights a bunch of times, and. Uh, Universal gave me some little tours around and I saw lots of things going on and got to find out lots of stuff and it was all very interesting. Um, you can't say, you can't turn around and go, oh, did all this backstage stuff and found out all this interesting stuff and then gloss over it. This is not Universal After Dark. I know, but even well, so. This is, the thing. this is the thing. How much Universal stuff do you want me to say? No, you're probably right. We probably should save it for Universal After Dark. So okay. I'll, I'll let you off. So, I did go to Mickey's Not So Scary. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that event was quite interesting because um, that whole park now I find gets incredibly busy with that event, and I know they mm. do say it sells out. But I think the threshold upon which it sells out must have been raised 
quite a bit because it never seems to be that quiet. Um, and I saw a real interesting scenario happened. Um, it was about eight o'clock, something like that. And there was this uh, family, uh, father and a mother and a, a kid in a pushchair and a small one walking with them. I'm and really glad, all... oh, sorry to interrupt, but I'm really glad you explained what a family looks like. Just well, in case there's anyone listening that was like, what well, is it, this family? Impertinent. It's impertinent. I'm not saying it was like a big family or an older right. family. It was like a young couple with two very young children. Okay. And English probably wasn't their first language. And they had obviously not paid for Mickey's Not So Scary. So they should ah. have evacuated. They should have left, basically. And a cast member, a, a young girl, went up to them and asked for their wristband. And he'd obviously been asked for it before, so he was sort of dodging her. And <laughs> she said quite abruptly, you need to get out now. Oh. No, can you please leave? Can you? No, no, no pleasantry. It was, you need to go now, sort of attitude. And I saw this guy push her, physically push her. What? And in his language, I assume he probably told her to piss off. And just at that point, these Where's security guards just appeared... And just grabbed this guy and took him to the side and had a good talking to him. And then I sort of disappeared off. So I imagine it probably all got cooled down and he left. But I was quite surprised. A, obviously, a physical violence, essentially. This guy pushing this this young, small cast member. But also, how rude this scale was to him mm. to, to sort of incite this behavior. Even though I don't condone it, I was quite surprised at how rude the, the cast member was. And, and I do find sometimes when, when you go to these after-hour parties how sometimes they can be quite aggressive uh, with people that haven't paid to be there. Yeah, don't I don't quite understand why they've got to get out when they've paid for a ticket to be there. It's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because I've, I've seen a lot of complaints this year about Mickey's Not So Scary. So like you, you, at the beginning you were talking about capacity and how it's like the busiest you've kind of seen it. And mm. I've heard that a lot, that people complaining just how busy it is um i remember when i went um back in 2010 that you know it was it was busy but because it was a ticketed event it wasn't you know anywhere as, as busy as it had been during the day but it sounds like now that um you know it's just as busy as a day if not even possibly a bit busier yeah. um because of it so i can't ima- imagine how much fun it is especially when you're paying all that money to do it um, and I, I mean, I don't know about the cast member things. I don't know if um, they have to pull longer shifts or or what it is. I mean, it doesn't excuse. You know, I'm not trying to make an excuse there for it because that's not really acceptable behaviour. But um, mm. you know, uh, you 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 have to wonder what has caused that because mm. it's very uncast member like. Mm. I did also notice I used my uh, DVC discount card a few times down at Disney Springs and quite a few times the cast members were very abrupt with me and wanted to see ID to prove this card was mine and it's like well I kept in my mind all all these interactions with some of these really non-par cast members I kept thinking to myself what would Walt do what would Walt say because some of them were just on this vacation, and I haven't really noticed it prior to this. Some of them were really quite rude. I agree. I'd have called them out. 
I, th- I think I should have done more of that, really, because especially the ones with the discount card, because they were quite aggressive, but they didn't need to be. It's like, it's not your money. You know, you work yeah. for a company. You get a crap wage, love. You know what I mean? You're not going to be paid more money because I'm using a discount card. It shouldn't really matter to you. If I present a card and I'm presenting you my ID, you should be pleasant come what may. You shouldn't treat me like I'm trying to dodge something. You know, I've paid into this bloody thing. You know, I pay a lot of money for it. The least you can do is give me bloody 15% discount on my shopping. Well, it's, it's funny you mention that. And I, I wonder if it's because you're British that that was the, that was, you know, the need for the extra ID. Well, um, I don't... Well, she, would, she would never have known. I don't... I don't well, this, vaca- this vacation that I went, I went very low-key... I grew a bit of a beard. I hadn't been shaving. I was I was sort of keeping my head down, and I wasn't really walking in with my Austin Powers wife fronts on, announcing <laughs> to everybody, "Hello, I'm here. I'm British." So I, I you know what I mean. I really did keep dancing down Main Street. Exactly, exactly. Wearing your Union Jack suit. I, I, I think, but to be fair, Chris, I think when you talk, that might give them the idea. Yeah. Chris Ripley doesn't talk, he just does eye movements and you understand <laughs> what he's saying. It's true. Plus, he must have been walking into a lot of things because he kept his head down. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they would have been pissed off. But I, but I was... It's not all negative. It's not all negative because I went to Disney Springs and that is so much better now, the way it is. It's, really? I, find that I like yeah. it. I prefer it than the old Disney Springs. Agreed. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm the only one that didn't like it. Um, I, I, it's not that I didn't like it, but I didn't like the shopping mall. Yeah, to be fair, I don't really go into that, the major shopping bit of it. Mm. I just tend to go where the restaurants are and, like, the the new Springsy bit. And once, once they do the the, um, the bit where Disney Quest and um, Cirque du Soleil, mm. once they actually do something with that, then yeah. I think it'd be much better for it because that, at the moment, you know what it's you know what it's like. Actually, it's like uh, Disney Springs. The other side of Disney Springs is Orlando, and where Disney Quest was, that's like downtown Orlando. Like, like it's just like this gulf <laughs> between the two places. That that only works if you've been to downtown Orlando. It's not pretty. But, I mean, it's also it's incredibly efficient now with this parking situation, whereas before mm. you would end up driving around aimlessly looking for a bleeding space a lot of the time. That's wasting time that you could be doing something. So the fact that you can go into those parking structures now and there's a light and you can just go straight to a parking spot, I mean, that is, is, is ace. But also, I don't know if, if you guys have used it, but if you come up the I-4, so you're coming away from Universal and coming towards Disney, there is literally a junction off of the I-4 this bridge, and it basically takes you over the highway and then straight into the car park. I mean, yeah, it's we, genius. We, um, we almost did that, didn't we, Craig, when we got the Uber there? Mm-hmm. But he took us over, um, he, he took us into where that back bit was, so where, where the coaches would go to Disney Springs. He took us around the back passage, didn't he? Up the I-4, yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm interested because no one else has been to Mickey's Not So Scary. Um, so I out have then. No, I meant I meant this year. I have. Oh, of course you did. You went the, the blooming first week. Mm. Of so, how did you find the crowds when you went? Bearing in mind, although you went, was it the first night? 
we went opening night and opening night opening and it was extremely busy but they were saying the cast members were saying it was dead it shocked me that you had to form orderly queues to go and get a handful of candy that you can get in walmart for 99 cents and them queues were like 10 minutes 15 minutes long and people were in blind panics to get into said queues yeah all, it was... all the rides were walk-ons and i would like to i would like to, to maybe a two a two day mickey's not so scary ticket because i would like to um queue up and meet the characters or have some sort of premium i would pay the premium to meet the villains rather than because the queues for them would be ridiculous like three hours you know you mean like a frequent no fear pass yeah (laughs) that's a good idea frequent no fear you've heard it here first but on the subject of the candy i know now they give you snickers and mars and all those sort of branded products but do you not miss the old candy that was like taffy and uh all those weird and wonderful candy bars you've never heard of well i never got to experience that it's obviously sponsorship now isn't it you yeah. I mean? mm-hmm. and uh, i wouldn't I necessarily, necessarily queue, up queue up because to get through the airport now with your bags of candy the police are, uh, the, the security are swabbing them all for drugs and everything like that aren't they and explosives yeah. and well take and... the candy out of the bags and can't well, have it in your hand luggage and it was quite funny you said that, Craig, because um, when we was recording the, the special shows yesterday and I was speaking to Michelle, <laughs> she mentioned about um, taking her candy home um, from, from I think it was Mickey's Not So Scary that she was taking it home from, I can't remember now when she said it. But anyway, she took it in his hand luggage. And I, I said to her, her yeah. and I said to her, well, actually, when we flew back in September, Craig bought it from the shop just before the security gate and everything got swapped. Yeah, um, same. process. I was like, I have literally just bought it like two foot away. But it's because it was a new. Because uh, if you remember, Craig, I, when I was waiting for you, I was speaking to some people from Colorado who uh, um, had had the same thing happen to them. They said, obviously, being from Colorado, which is a, a cannabis state, um, they are used to having you know food items, uh, you know, searched and everything like that. They said, but this was apparently a new thing that had just been brought in about a week or two before we flew from Trump. The policy, the policy literally changed as I was halfway down the queue because I had a blade <laughs> who was shouting his instructions out. True. I want everything packed in your bags. I want all your electronics in your bags. And then, so I put everything went into my bag. And then halfway down the queue, he just decided... I want everything electronic out of your bags. I yeah. want all the candy out of your bags. I was, and I wanted to say to him, "You're a fucking bell end, you," but I couldn't because then I would have got fingers up my bum or shot. <laughs> so I literally had to unpack everything. I was nearly crying, and everything had to go into individual plastic things to go through and get checked. And then he went through my bag anyway because I looked at him sideways. <laughs> It was horrific, wasn't it, Nick? Oh, well, it was funny for me because we went in separate queues. And do you remember I said to you, the red car and the blue car had a race? Yeah. I think it would be quite close the whole way. And then all of a sudden, I just took a dramatic, like my queue just kind of really sped up. 
and I must have been waiting at the at the other end, you know, past the 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 full body scan. I must have been there for about twenty minutes waiting for Craig, if not longer. <laughs> that was just Craig was enjoying the finger up the bomb. Yeah, he, he asked <laughs> for it. Also, where they make you take your shoes off, they've been doing this for a few years now, and it's all carpet in that area. Doesn't it stink? Yeah. It does, doesn't it? But they had Cheesy carpet. to leave your shoes on. So I left my shoes on, and then a guy came over, like, no, take your shoes off. And I was like, okay. And then a woman came over to me, like, why have you took your shoes off? Can you read the sign? And I was like, I just, I just fucking did. I just fucking did. <laughs> so then I put my shoes back on. And then, like, I, it just ha- it just kept happening all the way down the line. Take your shoes off, put your shoes on, take your shoes off, put your shoes on. And I was like, oh, my God. I think doing it on purpose to try and get people into an agitated state to show their true colours, like, I am a terrorist. But it just makes <laughs> oh, like, me honestly cry. Because I was like, I'm so tired, and I'm already running really, really late for my flight because... They put me in a fast track queue, they said, and then closed the queue off and was like, no, now you're going to have to wait to merge. And I was mm. like, merge? What? I was here first. <laughs> well, Chris, the good news is, uh, I don't think I actually mentioned this on the Universe After Dark podcast, is that um, because I got a, a new Esther for this trip, um, oh, yeah. I went straight through security. No no questions asked. Well, questions asked as in, who am I here to see? Have you got an explosive with you? But what I mean is I didn't get taken into the room by the cop and interrogated for 20 minutes like I had been the last two trips. So well, it looks like I'm all good now. That, well, that's that, that's definitely good. But can I ask a question? Why do we have to do those automated machines and then yeah, we have yeah, to go yeah. and see another bloke who then takes your fingers and then you photograph again? Oh, What's God knows. No. Correct. Why? Why? <laughs> Calling you out, America. Calling you out. They may as well just say... If you're if you're like a domestic traveller, use a cell scan machine. If you're from another country, get in line, because all you do is you just waste time waiting for those machines to be rejected, so you go and see someone. Well, what you... they say is if you've been in the last two years, you can you can go to that machine. Yeah. Oh, Man, that was, it was in the last two months. Yeah, and I'm like, years. I was here six months ago. So like, yeah, okay, go to the machine, and I go to the machine, and then I, like, you get the little tick on the on the card, and then they still make you go through to someone. And I'm like, why? Why do you just do that? Did you see in the news the genuine trouble they had there this weekend with the battery? With the battery, yeah, yes. Of course, all sorts of panics, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think our friend, one of our friends, was there. Um. Oh yeah. Um. Greg. Um, Greg. He Greg. was there, wasn't oh, he? Oh, Greggles. Yeah. yeah. Greg Star. Yes. of the pasty. <laughs> That's he the is. one. Yeah. yeah. Um. But what? What? How was? Uh, just going back on. How was the rest of your Mickey's not so scary experience? Um. It was very busy, and none of the rides were a walk on, and I. In the past, they've always pretty much been a walk-on, like you were saying earlier, Craig. Um, I was a bit annoyed Splash Mountain wasn't open. Um, Pirates... Did you ride Splash Mountain in the night time? Yes, yeah, it's better yeah, in the crazy. night. Crazy, it's cold. It's brilliant well, in the night. It's all lit up, all the little houses are lit up. Yeah, all, all the Fantasyland, all the, all the Frontierland rides are great at night. Big Thunder's brilliant as well. I love yeah. Thunder Mountain in the night. Best time to ride it. Pirates did you wear was... a costume? Did I wear a costume? Uh, no. Like oh. budgie smugglers. Well, last time I went, I went. <laughs> Splash Mountain. 
<laughs> I went as Beetlejuice. And, um, well, that's what I saw your photo. Was that not you now then? No, that was the year before. Uh, and people uh, people kept stopping me for photos when I was dressed as Beetlejuice. But the my most fun one that I ever did was the year before that. I was Tonto, Johnny Depp Tonto. Best, best. best. I, that was brilliant because it was such a humid night, and the the wax uh, like face paint that I had was just literally sweating running down my face and onto my shirt. So when we got on the um, tram at the end of the night, literally all the kids thought I was just some demented scare actor that had gone to the wrong park for the evening. <laughs> and you confirmed that rumour, of course. I think yeah. if I'd have if I'd have dressed up in that costume, I'd have stuck uh, an action figure of Brandon Lee uh, on my head. Oh, there's, there's a there's a little uh, crow joke for all you all you young people. Um. Um, young people young people don't know who the crow is and I'll tell you why they don't know who the crow is because I spent my entire trip with young people t- saying hey I really like your joker tattoo oh you're joking wow oh, god I was deeply offended I'm not surprised I um they're, they're doing a, they're doing a new film aren't they with Jason uh, Momoa Momoa yeah please no begins, that's one of the drinks film in... in this week hmm that's one of the drinks in Trader Sam's. The Momoa. For the Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that, that's the other place that I hung out at when it comes to Disney. Other than what I've discussed, that's pretty much all I did. <laughs> trade, I just get trade, pissed in Trader Sam's every night. Trader Sam's. Did you the... go to Magic Kingdom in the day? No. Okay, because I didn't speak about this on my on my little trip report, but I never had a good experience at Magic Kingdom in the day this year. Bring it on, come on, let, oh, let's hear about it. I went three times, three different days, and all three times I left after about two hours because the crowds were ridiculous. I'm talking like Space Mountain, three and a half hour wait at 10 o'clock in the morning, kind of ridiculous. Wow. Mm-hmm. As Rhino Clavin would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just unbearable and then everything seemed to just anytime i got in line for something it would close so i didn't get to ride pirates i didn't get to ride thunder mountain i didn't get to ride small world in fact if i tell you what i did ride that list will be quicker i basically managed to do space mountain the people mover carousel of progress and haunted mansion on stomach nope <laughs> nope too long too long wow the bun- Love the Do you not the raid? Honestly, every single thing either broke down or the queue was ridiculous. And they had, you like, you know it's a bad day if cast members are standing, like, 50 feet away from the ride with a sign that says, Small World, line starts here. Oh, God. Small World queue was, like, 45 minutes. Jeez. Like, it was just unbearable every single day. On top of that, I had, like, so many rude cast members at Magic Kingdom. Ah, so you noticed some as well, then? Probably 90% of the people that I had interactions with were were rude. Wow. And so I had the best times at Hollywood Studios and Epcot, but Magic Kingdom, I just honestly did not have one good experience at this year, and it really, really made me sad. So the Magic Kingdom, not too magic, then? We didn't Definitely have a bad not. experience at Disney. We had the most magical experience of any Disney holiday we've ever had. 
Well, so I was just funny. really sad because, you know, it was mine and Ash's last sister holiday together and we had all of these plans for all this fun stuff we were going to do at Magic Kingdom. And it was just so bad that we, we were literally leaving after like two hours. And then we, we only planned to do it twice and then we scheduled in a third day because we were like, we've literally done nothing at this park. We've had such a bad time every time we've been. So we'll, we'll you know, not, not do something else and we'll go there instead. And it was just as bad. I didn't even get to see Happily Ever After. No. I know. That's I honestly... just like my Volcano Bay experience. So you can have a bad day at any park. Well, you can have a bad day at any park, but can you have three bad days at any park? Well, yeah, clearly you did. Like, yeah, so that's what has surprised me the most. Like, one day, you can kind of be like, okay, and it was an off day. But three days out of a, like, pretty much three-week trip, I just, I can't understand how I could have three such bad days. The thing is, though, like, I've been re- I've been spending too much time on a Facebook group re- uh, recently for Disneyland Paris, and the different experiences of people at the same time is incredible. Like, I'll read people that um, say all these bad things that happened to them. Buggy's been stolen from outside of a ride. Dinner reservation was cancelled without them knowing. Photo pass pictures didn't work. Cast members being rude. And then you'll see a post from somebody else saying, you know, the staff have all been amazing, had a great interaction at my character dinner, all this kind of stuff. And it's all at the same time. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I mean, I trust what you say. The difference between speaking to you and speaking to Chris and speaking to anyone on this podcast is that I know that you've done this before and I know that we experience it in like. And so if you turn around and say, I've had these bad interactions, I'll take that as gospel. On a Facebook group, you're never too sure if their expectations were just set too high, um, you know, because of how magical something's supposed to be. Um, so it's a little bit different to kind of gauge how much of it is, is true or not. But I I am hearing a lot as well of, of people not enjoying Disney World. And uh, P-Dubs will talk about uh, the, the room a bit later on about Disneyland Paris. But I turned around to you and joked and said... If that happens, I'll never have to go to uh, the Magic Kingdom again. I'll just go to Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. Because I I either hear people like Craig turn around and say, I just had an amazing holiday, or I hear people say, it's not what it was five years ago. And to be honest, I have this awful dread now, because I'm not going to be going back to Disney World um, until the kids are a bit older, at least. Probably after Star Wars Land is is up and running. Um, And so by the time that we next get back out there we won't have probably been out there for about eight or nine years if not a bit longer so i know what my experience was like the times that i've been before but there's been so much change in that time that i'm worried that what i'm going to be going back to is is going to be a completely different experience to what i had before i don't like all the last years that i've been to magic kingdom i have had a magical time and I I never feel like my expectations set too high. Like I go in looking at it for what it is, yeah. and I always make make the most out of a bad situation. And I understand that people can have bad days, and sometimes people can be short with you without meaning to. But it just seemed to be like there was no control over people. 
So people were, were doing things that they shouldn't have been doing in the parks and the cast members had no control. They weren't interested in trying to control it. I don't know whether that was that they didn't want the confrontation or they didn't feel like they had the training to do it. I don't know. But I was like, I felt like I was having to say things to people and get involved with things that I shouldn't have to get involved in because cast members just can't be bothered. Do you know, I should have taken a photo of it. Um, you know the Disney Institute, which which prides itself as being this educational arm of Disney that goes around to other companies and tells them how to train their staff to be customer-focused? I've heard of it. Yeah, it used to be more than that. It used to be over at um, Saratoga Springs doing cookery classes and cartoon classes and things. But it basically goes around preaching how good Disney are to other companies. I was in the contemporary in the bar in the contemporary admittedly and i went to use the restroom and in the gents was all where else well was all this paperwork <laughs> from the disney institute that one of the delegates had had and he just shoved it in the urinal <gasps> and i thought to myself <laughs> i should have taken a photo of that because that kind of sums up the customer service that i've had on this this uh vacation of of what the cast members have been like yeah um, but, you know, but I've been then, told off for taking photos in restaurants well, before, yeah. so I wouldn't get caught doing it again. No. <laughs> well, at Hollywood Studios, the cast members were nothing short of amazing. Like, they were fantastic. They were fantastic at Epcot. It just really seems to be Magic Kingdom. Do we think it's a wage issue? I don't know if it's a wage issue or whether it's, like, the college programme kids... I don't know whether maybe they were coming up to the end of the time there. Like, I just I have no idea. It was just completely, completely different. I think the problem is, is when you have too many of them there, the college kids, is that they know that they're there for a short duration and then they go back to where, where they, you know, whatever university they're studying. But with the people that actually work there full-time and part-time, that's their actual job and they're there all the time and they've got to do a good job and... You know, it's it's more ingrained into them. They have more training and they have more, you know, they have more of a reason to give that magical um, experience. So it's not a case then that if you're on a college program, you could be offered a position at the end of it. Well, I, I imagine you possibly could be. You know, I know someone on this podcast uh, has a daughter that's on that program, so I'm not going to well, say they're all terrible. Mr. D, over to you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hers was a bit different. It wasn't it wasn't a college program, but uh, yeah, I think. Um, and she's back now. Yeah, she's back now. I uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, like anywhere, you always get the odd bad experience. I, I've never had the sort of experience that that you're talking about there, Chris and Amanda. Consistently, I've had I've had individuals, but then you know you're going to get that anywhere. So I don't know. I don't know whether there's been a change in policy and training, whether it's just bad luck, whether it's the crowds are getting out of hand and they just can't, you know, can't keep. That's what I was. I, I was going to say. It seems like the Magic Kingdom has just become this juggernaut now. It's it, they uh, they let too many people in, and it can't possibly be enjoyable for anybody. Yeah. Even with fast passes, I think I put a video on Instagram one day where. I'd, I had a Horns and Mansion fast pass, and the line still went way down past the boat into Liberty Square. And I was like, how can this be a line for fast pass? Do you, do you know what? I think you're right. I mean, the problem is, is they keep plussing the Magic Kingdom 
Epcot hasn't had any money spent on it, really, other than bits and pieces in the Frozen ride for years. MGM, as we know, is going through this massive change at the moment. And all right, they've done Avatar Land, but it's not setting the world alight, is it? So people are more focused and they do charge more money for the Magic Kingdom. So they know they're going to get more people going there. But I think that might be the issue is it might be the sheer volume of people wanting to go to that park. Well, honestly, I would rather spend my day at Epcot. Yeah. And get pissed on food and wine. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that was the worst the of it. Like, I was dealing with all these rude people and all these crowds, and I couldn't even have a beer while it was happening. Gosh. I know. Yeah, because you won't, you won't get into the um, uh, Beast Castle either. That's yeah, when they do right, sell the beer. Yeah, that's that happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was sad because I just I really did want to have like one last really magical time in Magic Kingdom with Ash, and it didn't happen. So I do feel really disappointed about it, but I'll have a good time next year by myself with Ash. <laughs> <laughs> with the photograph of Ash, I shall never have a good time there again. <laughs> don't you, but Amanda, you got to remember, like you're not don't don't like get the people's like get the violins out for you you're not going alone i'm not going alone i'm taking my brother with me and the good thing is he hasn't been to disney for over 10 years so that trip will be super exciting for him and everyone just better be friggin nice to him <laughs> make it make it so um but mr ripley were there any other highs or lowlights of of the rest of your time at disney um i didn't do really do much no, I didn't get to Animal Kingdom, unfortunately. Uh, literally, it was only Mickey's Not So Scary. I didn't get to any of the other parks. Um, I spent a bit of time in the resorts. Uh, I had a really nice meal at um, uh, Ohana. Um, it's always consistently good uh, there. Oh, I, wouldn't, I, I, I think Frank Goodman would tell you otherwise. <laughs> Well, I do take exception to the uh, inverted commas Hawaiian singer because having just come back from Hawaii, he was not pronouncing the words correctly. <gasps> oh. I, I know. I was I was getting my pen ready to write to him about it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it really. I didn't really do much Disney. It was mostly Universal for me on this trip because I didn't really have that much time there. So. Um, but now, other than that, I went to Disney Springs a whole bunch of times, and I, as I said, that I, I you know, really enjoyed that. So, that was it, really. Did you try Blaze Pizza? No. <gasps> That's shocking. I did eat copious amounts of food bomb. <sighs> Makes me Jean so jelly. Um, I couldn't even see did... Blaze Pizza, to be honest. So. Yeah, where is it? It is near. Near the springy bit. Yeah, uh, like, that narrows Where they've the got middle. all the nice new bit, it's like in that. If you're heading from, if you're heading from the World of Disney Store towards Disney Quest, and you go across the bit where you've got all the blue water, it's on the left. Just past Sprinkles. Oh yeah. Mm. Did you write any books while you were out there, Chris? I didn't know, but I had 
one kind of. I'll talk about Universal after that. <laughs> well, if that isn't a tease, I don't know what is. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I, 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 oh, I tell you what I did do, which I do now and again, and I do thoroughly enjoy it. Is um, we went, we went fishing <laughs> in Bay Lake. Oh really? Yeah. yeah did I you did. catch any alligators? No, did not. Didn't catch any alligators. No, but um, any free-eyed blinky fish. Well, this is the thing. That water is pretty weird, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. not good. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I tell you a story, true story. One time we were out fishing in that lake. It was a couple of years ago, and we were right at the far end of the lake where, like, uh, river country used to be over there. Mm-hmm. And it was quite shallow, and it was incredibly still, and there was no bites at all, and it was just really peaceful. And then she said, the the lady um, guide, she said, right, we're going to um, move because there's nothing happening here. She turned the engine on. As she turned the engine on. She must have woken up this giant alligator. <gasps> it hit the bottom of the boat, and the boat literally shook like oh believe. And we were, honest to God, lucky we didn't fall in. But those alligators, some of them, must be bloody huge. Oh, yeah. Did you need a bigger boat? We did, we did need a <laughs> What it reminded me of was that Philip Glenister program about Michael Florida. Moss. Oh. Have, you, have you been watching it? <laughs> No, what's it called? Oh, hang on. Because I've got a Now TV pass, so I can watch it at the moment. I hang only on. bought it for Kirby Enthusiasm, but I can watch other stuff as well. I do like a bit of Kerb. Um, Living the Dream. Living the Dream. Mm. And it also stars Big Sexy Kevin Nash as well. Is that real life? What do you mean, is that real life? No, it's, no, it's, it's, a, it's a sitcom. Kevin Nash, yeah, yeah, Kevin Nash is in it, yeah. But it says what? it's filmed in Kissimmee, but it's not. It's obviously filmed like Georgia or Tampa or somewhere. Everything's filmed in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Tax it's walkers in it, which doesn't make any sense. Hmm. What do people think about the news breaking today that Lord of the Rings is being snapped up by Amazon and is going to be a TV series, a prequel? Do you think that's going to have a bearing on any sort of theme park bidding rights, if there is any at all? Let me tell you this much. If something's on Amazon Prime, and I speak as a a long-time Amazon Prime member, no one gives two fucks. That was literally what I thought to myself then. I was like, if it was a big deal, it would be on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still Lord of the Rings. It's still getting made. I mean, yeah. look, I, I love the fact, right, on Amazon Prime, they have The Tick, which was my fa- one of my favourite cartoons growing up. I like the original live-action series, and this new live-action series is really, really good. I'm not saying what Amazon make uh, as part of Amazon Prime isn't good, because um, some of the programmes they do make are good, but it's no Netflix. Net, you know, like, everyone thinks streaming, everyone thinks Netflix. I don't think Amazon Prime. So... I don't really think this is going to make too much of a difference, especially with what well, Disney are doing. Could this be at the Harry Potter of Amazon Prime? Do you know what I mean? Could this be the? Could this yeah. be an attempt to maybe step it up? Yeah. If it's based on the Cimmerillion, then no. 
That's too big a book. It's too big a story, really. That's too deep, that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's <laughs> what the problem is. Welcome to Tolkien After Dark. Um, <laughs> I've not read... I've not, I only read the... Um, what did I read? Uh, what was the, the Hobbit. Yeah, The Hobbit. I didn't read Lord of the Rings. I only read The Hobbit. Um, and I still can't believe they should end to three movies. Um but uh, the Hobbit shouldn't have been three movies. That's bollocks. Nah, Lord nah. of the Rings, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, of course that makes it's a twelve hundred page book. The fucking yeah. Hobbit was written on the back of a postage stamp. Written <laughs> on a fag packet on a Friday afternoon after work. Okay, um, but... well, okay. Going over to Netflix, then. What do you think about the breaking news that the Marvel TV shows are basically potentially getting ported over to the Disney streaming service, and Netflix are maybe going to lose them? What I think is listen to Strike, Craig. Oh! <laughs> Topical! Brand new episode. Loaded about an hour ago. Go and listen to it if you want to hear about that. I, um, I, think, I think Netflix... I think Netflix would be alright even if that does happen because they've got Miller World. And <laughs> they're obviously doing something with that at the moment with regards kick-ass. Yep. So... I've had a. I've got a question. I've asked Paul this on Twitter, and he has not answered me. Oh. So this is a very important Marvel question. Nice. Why is it that when the Avengers were assembling, Spider-Man was at home coming? Because he was a teenager. That's what teenagers do, isn't it? Right. Okay. That was the answer I was looking into for. Into a socks. It was good though. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Anything, really. I'll give you. It's my favourite Marvel film. What Homecoming? Homecoming, yeah. Go and I see playing. Go, go in see, and coming back. Go and see Ragnarok. Really? Oh, Ragnarok is amazing. Well, no, no. Well. <laughs> Ragnarok. I mean, we. I obviously did an episode with my mate about it. Um, and and yeah, Ragnarok is already in my top three Marvel films. Really? Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love still it. haven't I, seen it. I've got to go and see it again. Um, so that opinion might change, but certainly on the first experience, it was it was the best Marvel film this year. And I liked, um, I really liked both Guardians and Homecoming, but Ragnarok head and shoulders above for me. Yeah. Chris, did you go to the Bird of Mine Festival? I didn't know. Oh, what are you? Yeah, you sorry. I don't know you anymore. I, I, I wanted to go, I just didn't have enough time. You Since you've got Halloween your new spine, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You're a new man. Have you got a well, duck spine or something? Uh, yes. It's got four <laughs> tentacles. Why is he called Dr. Octopus when he's got four tentacles? He's because got four... he's got two arms and two legs. Yeah. Yeah. Stick around, Nick. Go and sit in the corner, Nick. <laughs> well, I, never, I didn't. I didn't pass GCSE maths. If that's there isn't a know. podcast episode now where Nick is not sent to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to get rid of my catchphrase. If that becomes the new catchphrase of the show, show Nick going in the corner, that's fine. Um, but... Other catchphrases are available. Oh, that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> um, but just just as a teaser, Mister Ripley. Just as a yes. Um, for Universal After Dark, how yeah. was your Halloween Horror Nights? So I won't go into detail, I just want headlines. Well, because I didn't have much time there, and I wanted to get I see everything, do everything, and not be too distracted and 
with meeting and greeting people. And last time I went, I was literally stopped every two minutes, which is fine. I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's just when I'm not got much time and I've got a stuff to do, I've got to do it. So I went with a beard that I actually human man grew. And I had my glasses and my hair extensions. (laughs) (laughs) So I did, I didn't, uh, so, so to, as a, as a teaser, I didn't get recognized at all. And that was great. Um, because of the timing factor. Uh, but the the really funny thing was, was universal gave me a a tour guide for one of the times I was there. And (laughs) this guy was like a proper, proper Halloween horror nights, expert geek nerd. And he kind of knew who I was, but he didn't. And he kept asking all these really awkward questions. <laughs> so I had to keep going, oh, really? Oh, I, I didn't know Bill and Ted was finishing this year. Really? <laughs> you know, where, and he kept saying to me things like, where do you get your information from? You've obviously been to this event before. I was like, oh, uh, I read it online. You should tell him your name was Charles. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Although my breath's not as bad. Um hang on. Um you don't listen. No, you won't. No. So uh so yeah, so that as a teaser, that was quite a, a comical trip that I had. Well, you can not obviously I'm hear so the comedy of Mars. Uh, you two sound like sounded like you had a bloody whale of a time. It, it was hilarious, Craig, wasn't it? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on the T-shirt as well. Yeah. It, I mean, my mute button was on then. I was um, talking away. and Yeah, it was it was boss, actually. It was. I think the only way Craig would have had a better time is if uh, Lee Malaby went with him. Did you, know, did you know that Nick is basically baldy from the ears down? And <laughs> Lee Malaby... Is basically baldy from the ears up. <laughs> Be- below the neckline, Malaby's like a gorilla, whereas Nick is like a small child. I, you know what? Craig is the first person in my adult life to say to, to mention the fact that I don't have much body hair. I actually have quite a lot of body hair, so I don't know. Like Craig, obviously, only hangs around with Chewbacca rejects. <laughs> Because I do have a lot of body hair, and I don't like having as much body hair as I do. And yet, he was basically calling me a hairless wonder. It's uh, Look, quite phenomenal. Nick, there's, there's nothing wrong with shaving your balls. All right, <laughs> we've all it's done it. Often. Oh yeah, it's just they get they get, it gets itchy when they grow. But anyway, I've said too much. Um, <laughs> Is After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. How can you be prepared for your next Disney vacation? By booking with me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds, waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines and being turned away at restaurants. 
Contact me at WPMagicJourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at This After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so Hakuna Matata, because you will. Mr. Washington, one of the yes. things one of the things that we now do here is we have a look back at this week in Disney history. Yes, I, I could, this 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 show this week has been completely flipped on its head because everything's out of sync. We haven't even done news yet, but I want to make sure that we talk about this week in Disney news. Yes, so uh, for those people that live in the UK, they may have seen that uh, ITV was showing a program that was Elton John's. Best songs ever, or favourite uh, songs? Ah, uh, yeah. And this musical includes many of his songs, and one of them was included in the top five, and that would be the Lion King musical. Yes. I it saw a little op- bit of that as well, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It opened at the New Amsterdam Theatre on Broadway on October the 15th, 1997, with previews actually... On the 13th, so the day we're recording it is exactly the uh, the anniversary. Wow. Um, so, and also, weirdly, it opened again on the West End on the 19th of October in 1999. So two years later, it opened on the West End within like a week of its anniversary of opening on Broadway. Um, it survived in the New Amsterdam Theatre until June the 13th, 2006. Before it was replaced by Mary Poppins, and it Ooh, moved to the Minskoff Theatre, um, where it still still runs now. It's uh, the third longest running musical on Broadway history, um, and it's the highest grossing Broadway production of all time. And it's grossed more than a billion dollars. Wow! Um, and it also holds another title for being the highest grossing. It's also uh, the top of the the box office if you combine the movie take-ins and the theatre take-ins it, it overtook the Phantom of the Opera in 2014 well it's because the Phantom of the Opera film didn't do that great to be fair but that's think also taken anyway. into the original as well yeah, do, yeah, they, yeah. Is it, do they still have it at Disneyland Paris uh, what the Phantom the of the Lion Opera King. no the Lion King <laughs> they don't have it in Disneyland Paris they did mean, do years ago. Um, what you mean, like the festival of the Lion King? Well, yeah, like the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like that a, was in the... a smaller version of. Um, no, that uh, it it got. I think if it's where I think it was, it got replaced by Tarzan, and then right. that got replaced a few years ago with. Uh, is it Forest of Enchantment? P-Dots? Forest of Enchantment and the the Frozen, Frozen Sing Along. Frozen Sing Along, yeah. Which I, I believe they will both disappear next year. I believe the theatre's getting a, a revamp. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Well, that makes sense because there's some bits in that theatre where, like a London theatre, you don't get to see anything at all. Um, I wonder if, once Frozen happens on Broadway, if that will then become the biggest grossing with the film, just because the film was, I mean, I mean, let, let's not be, you know, Lion King made a shitload of money, and he's still up there in, in terms of top grossing animated films. But I think Frozen is, has probably done a bigger box office. Yeah, I would imagine so. 
I just I just think the Lion King's got something about it with the, with the styling of it. I think it's it's attracted people that possibly weren't Disney fans mm. along the way. Well, yeah, because it doesn't. It, it's they obviously have, have uh, made it complete not not completely different, but because of the way they do the, the costumes and stuff like that, it doesn't look anything like the cartoon. No, uh, for the most part. Mm. So um, I suppose you've got that element of it as well. So it's that kind of spectacle. Um, directed by Judy Tamar, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it launched. He went on to do Spider-Man After Dark. And I, what was Is that a podcast sp- I don't know about? Yeah, that's one we do. We, we don't talk about that one, Chris. Isn't it called... Isn't it called um, oh, what was it called? It wasn't called it was Spider-Man. Lo- yeah, it was Spider-Man... Oh, I can't oh. remember. But the soundtrack was done by you too. Well, the Edge and the Bono. Yeah. I was born in the same hospital as the Edge, by the way. Little fact for you uh, fans of me, all two of you. Um, he, well, hang on a minute. Hospital. Was you born in Ireland or was he born in England? He was born in Barking Hospital. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, moved, I, he moved not long. He, I think he may have been like two or something when he moved to Ireland. Oh. But yeah. So he's a uh, cockney in theory then. Yeah, he was born under the sound of Bow Bells, yeah. It was called uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, That's is so. what it was called. Um, and Because uh, <laughs> he's at home coming. Sorry, I've got to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> that is your new catchphrase. That's Craig hasn't um, left. <laughs> yeah, we can now say, oh, Craig, he's gone. Um, it's quite funny, isn't it? Because she went from one of the biggest... The, well, the, you know, one, one of the biggest Broadway hits of all time... To one of its most notorious flop. I know it wasn't it, technically it wasn't a flop because it did run for a few years, didn't it, Spider Man? But yeah. um, at the same time, because of all of the the stuff that happened in the, the making of it and the uh, the numerous changes and and cast members being wheeled out on on gurneys and stuff like that, um, yeah, quite a different uh, situation. Um, that's good. That's an interesting fact. I didn't realise. Uh, I never thought of it like that way. In that way. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Was there anything else on like this week, or was, or was that the main thing? Uh, the... That... Oh. We lost you then, Paul. Oh, bye, Paul. Paul, oh, come back. <laughs> was that the nation's number one favourite Elton John song, then? I think it was mm, Time to was... Answer. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, it was, your song was number one. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't. I, I'm recording it to watch next week because I am, and Mr. Ripley, fans of the John Arthur seeing him at Vegas. Did you see the million dollar piano? Yes, I did. Yeah, oh, bloody nice. awesome. I I kept making jokes before we walked in there about how uh, a, a million dollar piano must actually look, and I was like, that doesn't look like a million dollar piano to me. And then he starts doing stuff on the screens. I was like, eh, probably not worth a million dollars, but it's got to be worth a fair penny, that one. Um, but yeah, very impressive. So, um, yeah, unashamedly a fan of Elton John, but um, I'm more of a Benny and the Jets man. Benny and the Jets. One of my favourites. I'm a Saturday Night's Alright. Oh. Did anyone see the trailer for um, Sherlock Gnomes? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah. The, uh, the, the sequel, the sequel to everyone's favourite Elton John uh, 
animated produced film. <laughs> it features all these songs, doesn't it? And and the Enchanted yeah. Tiki Room, for some mm. strange reason. Um, but yes, it is a sequel to Nomeo and Juliet. Um, what the hell is that? Well, <laughs> see, what happens in Hollywood sometimes, Amanda, is um, producers will sit there and they'll think, oh, we need to make a film. Uh, we just don't have a concept. And they'll go, I'll tell you what, let's start by thinking of a title of a film, maybe something of a bit of a pun, and then we'll make the film around it. Hence, Nomeo and Juliet. Well, Hence, Spider-Man Homecoming. It shouldn't have no, happened. Right. It's, it, you know what? It's actually not too bad. It's actually not too bad. Yeah, no, no, it's like, I mean, I've seen some crap animated films, uh, but that, that was, like, there's some good jokes in there for adults, which is always a good a sign of a good film. And it was actually, um, it was released in America by Disney. It's not a Disney film. Uh, it's made oh, by Elton John's company. But, distribution um, of it, are they? They did for the first one. I'm not too sure about the second one, but definitely the, the first one. But look, Amanda, just to give you a taste of the quality of comedy in this film with Johnny Depp as the voice of Sherlock Gnomes. Oh, wow. One of the jokes in the trailer was uh, Sherlock talking to, I think it was a Romeo character, and saying, um, we need to get to the other side of this water. How can we do it? And Romeo says, no ship, Sherlock. Oh, <laughs> Now... I'm sorry, if, if, if you hear that and think that is not the film for you, then that's that's fine. But that right there, is, as Mr. D said, comedy gold. The, do, do you know what their biggest problem is going to be, though? I was watching a, an interview uh, a few months ago with Eric Idle, the Monty Python guy. Yeah. And he did with others... And Disney with, guy, of course. Yeah. Figment. Well, he, this is why he got a bit fed up with Disney... He did uh, Wind in the Willows with some of the other Pythons. Do you remember that? The he really the live yeah, action one, Steve, yeah. With Steve Coogan. That's, was it Steve Coogan? Steve He's... Coogan was in it as well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't Steve seen Coogan. it for years. But anyway, he did that, and then they gave that to Disney to distribute in America. And it was a bit of a passion project for them. Anyway, when he went to America, it absolutely bombed because Disney only put it in about four or five cinemas in the whole of America. So if you're going to release a film, do not give it to Disney to distribute because they are going to put their stuff in the number one slot everywhere around the country and your stuff is going to get all the stuff that they just don't care about. I mean, that's, honest to God, the worst people to probably I know, distribute your movie. I know how Eric Idle feels, but let's just break this down just ever so slightly before we move on, right? We're talking about Monty Python and only some of Monty Python in the mid-90s, in a film adaption of The Wind in the Willows. And he's worried about, or he's moaning about the fact that it wasn't released in mainstream America. How many Americans were going, I'd love to see a film with some of Monty Python about some shitty English book? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but don't forget, like, for example, Walt obviously had Mr. Toad in his film that was attached to the Headless Horseman thing. I mean, have you ever sat through that? Yeah, I have actually, about well, about two years ago. I wish I hadn't. This is the thing. I'm like, Disney have put some bloody rubbish out in their time. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not disputing. I'm not disagreeing at all. But, yeah, this, like, the thing is, that 
you know, I, I don't know why film companies do this sometimes. But uh, at the same time, he can't have moaned that much because The Wind in the Willows must have been the early, well, the mid-90s. And after that film came out, he did Honey, I Shrunk the Audience and was then Figment's best friend. Mm. So it mustn't mustn't have said well. It might have said the relationship until Disney said, "Oh, here's our checkbook. Here's a check." <laughs> Everyone's favorite uh, favorite. Isn't he isn't he kind of known for that as well? Uh, not as much as John Cleese. Oh, okay, yeah, as we yeah, can see good. from his adverts for one of the glasses <laughs> companies, where he's not doing. Well, he's I had nothing. I had nothing to do with that. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> He needed the money, didn't he? He was strapped for cash. Well, yeah, because he went for his like twelfth divorce or something. Yeah, he should just stop getting. He, he suffers from Ric Flair syndrome. Just stop getting married. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not realise that you know twenty-five-year-old fitness model Sophie is, is not marrying you because she loves you, because you're loaded, and then Look, he's not loaded. Hefner had a very happy ending, and then he died. But... I was gonna, well, I was going to say, you know, when when Hefner died, it's probably the only time he'll probably have a worse time in the afterlife than he did in real life. <laughs> His reality was probably better than most people's uh, alternate reality. Um, right, we, we we're kind of getting towards the end of the show, but there are a few newsy bits that I thought we'd better kind of uh, bring up. So, um, Pete, was there anyone in particular that you wanted to mention? I know there's been a few that we've discussed off uh, off air. Yeah, uh, should we go with the Disneyland Paris rumor that we talked about earlier? Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, we uh, heard rumor during the back end of last week, this weekend kind of time, that um, a new ride may be going in Discoveryland. Um, one that Nick will be very, very happy with, and the reason why he says he doesn't need to go to Walt Disney World anymore. Yeah. Um, the Tron Light Cycle coaster could well be going in to Disneyland Paris. No, mm. I've got to be honest. I still don't get why this is happening. Like, I, I'm the most excited person for this. Don't get me wrong. I'm the target audience, but Disney still can't decide what the hell they're doing with that franchise. Jared Leto, when he was doing the um, the press tour for Blade Runner was still talking about, you know, discussions for Tron are ongoing, and no one knows if it's going to be a threequel or if it's going to be a, you know, a reboot of the franchise or, or whatever it's going to be. But no one seems to know what they're doing with the whole thing, and yet they're taking a ride from Shanghai and they're putting it in Orlando, and then they put talking about putting it in Paris as well. And as I said, I'm really excited to see the ride. But unless they're going to do something with the franchise, I don't understand it. I don't get it. But of course, I hope to uh, see it. Other than the fact that it's, it's popular. The yeah. ride is popular no matter what. And it fits yeah. the Tomorrowland theme. It, yeah, it fits it. You know, I'd, I'd argue that it fits it more than, than something like Star Wars. Um, and I, you know, I love what they've done with Star Wars there. But, yeah, um, you know, that to me probably fits in a bit aesthetically better um especially yeah. with like the neon and stuff like that so yeah yeah i think it'd be i think it'd be a really really good fit and as i said i, I really I'm not, I'm, I'm not being negative because i don't want it there. <laughs> of course i want it there. i just i just can't get my head around why because they made a a, a decent ride 
that uh, now Tron's uh, a thing again. So I decided all I wanted to do is lead to something else. Whether it's a third film, maybe, and I suppose it kind of segues into the next news story, is, uh, you know, Disney's Netflix. You know, yes. soon to be titled. Um, you know, maybe what they're going to do is they're going to take the Tron franchise and do another TV version like they did with Tron Uprising. I don't know. But, the thing um, is... If I can be brutally honest with you, it, it's the same thing as Transformers when that went into Universal Orlando. They can buy these rides in bulk. I know it sounds stupid, but they get a discount if they order more than one. And the, when they have all the plans and the designs drawn up, it is so much easier for them to then replicate it somewhere else. Well, the reason for this story, actually, uh, this rumor going around, Chris, is because they've been talking to uh, Velcoma, if that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. So I think this is just this is like a completely separate thing. I don't think it's mm. tied into the the plans for Orlando because it was only breaking the other day. Unless they'd be doing the Orlando one as well. But this um, is the thing. It, it's 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 a bit depressing when they replicate the same things in different parks. I'd much rather than do something like the Haunted Mansion where it might be the same sort of thing, but it's done in a different way. Well, that that's what's good about the Disneyland Paris version, isn't it? Is that mm. their their you know Phantom Manor is a completely you know is a is the same, but also completely different to the Haunted Mansions. Um, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, they're all slightly different. Mm. Um, but yes, I I, I agree, uh, and we talked about it on a on an episode. This will be different. It'll be different. It'll be indoors. There's no way they can do any other portions outside. Yeah, <laughs> That's a yeah. Good point. where do you where do you reckon they'd put it? Do you reckon they'd put it where um, Captain EO was? Yeah, I think that's got to be the space behind Star Tours. Yeah, that they could easily put it like across, like it goes above the train line. Yeah, out that back bit, we ran through through that bit for the the half marathon, um, can, and there's definitely room behind there. Can you imagine? You know, like in Shanghai, they've got the outside bit, haven't they? Yeah. Can you imagine if? Um, instead of of having that, they did a bit where it kind of went over the train, so it was kind of exposed, but only from so it sort of roof over it, but the the ground was kind of uh, open, yeah. so it kind of came out the building a little bit, and you kind of travelled over the train. I reckon that could be quite a good uh, quite a good spectacle. Um, but yeah, so we kind of briefly mentioned there that. Um, the, the Disney Netflix, which you know we've talked about already, um, that in itself is not new news. But what they did announce the other day is that Rian Johnson, which I think is how you pronounce his name, I've never I've never asked him. I think um, it's Ryan. You think it's Ryan? Okay, yeah, that makes from sense. what I've heard, okay. I've heard it mentioned a couple of times that it's Ryan. Well, let's just say Mr. Johnson. Um, you know, they must be impressed. <laughs> well, I say they must be impressed with the Last Jedi, but somebody else said that maybe he's just um, good at taking orders. Um, but either way, um, he's been tasked with doing a brand new trilogy of Star Wars films that have now been confirmed will be completely separate to the existing uh, nine-episode series involving the Skywalkers. Um, so that will be uh, happening in the near future. But... As part of that, they also announced that they'll be doing a live-action Star Wars TV series on their new streaming service. Mm. Name still to be determined. Um, what do you think? Do you, do you reckon they might keep the Disney Life name, or do you think that they'll 
just call it a brand new service and they'll probably just change what we have in the UK. I think they'll probably keep the name. Yeah? I think that brand's now already set up. Well, it is in the um, UK, but it's not anywhere else. Yeah, it? it's not, but I wonder whether they'll want to... I think they'll try and keep everything with the same brand. Yeah. And just add to it. I mean, in less exciting news, they also announced at the same time there'll be a high school musical TV series and an animated series based on the world of Monsters, Inc. Um, yeah. But the Star Wars is obviously the, 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 the key thing. And, as Craig said and earlier the Marvel on, series. the Marvel series. So, you know, I don't know the complexities of the next Netflix deals. I mean, obviously, at the moment, they have the rights to those shows, and I thought they were co-productions. But if Disney... They are. They are. So, so how could Disney get out of that deal then? I don't think they will. I think they will keep those five characters that they've introduced on Netflix as it is. I don't think Daredevil's got much longer left. Right. I think it'll do this year and maybe one more. I don't know whether we'll get a sequel to The Defenders. I think it will now become a case of the characters will intersperse in each other's series. Like right. Iron Fist is going to be in Luke Cage. Uh, I think they will just run those series, series down until they're done. And then they won't have to worry about it. As I said, Daredevil, I think, one, maybe two seasons left. Um, where the other characters go from that, I don't know. But I don't think there's much left to them anyway. Right. Right, okay. Yeah. I, think, I think you're spot on because Netflix at the moment is so cash-rich that Disney would definitely not want to take them on and get... Or some sort of challenge. All they can do, like you say, in my opinion as well, is just to run things down and just amicably step away and do their own thing. Well, that's what they've done with the films, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, that contract was coming up. So all they've done is decided not to renew the contract. Mm. That's it. There's yeah. not been a, 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 like a, a bad divorce or anything like that. It's just, you know, contracts coming up, they don't want to renew. See, Netflix the strange thing is, if you've ever been on a Disney cruise, right, the TV literally has nearly all the Disney films and loads of different Disney TV shows. Mm. And you can just press them on demand. They just literally just play. And I've always wondered why they haven't sort of done that on a streaming basis like Netflix. But then I did hear a rumour that Disney were thinking of buying Netflix. But then they were trying to buy Fox last week. So who who knows what's going on? Which apparently is not a dead deal. So I think uh, we might have to talk about it it offline. it really isn't. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that offline, Mr. Mr. Washington, and, and work something out about that. Yep. Not the deal. Uh, we're not going to have any involvement in that. I don't want our listeners to get excited we're, about that. We're buying Hulu. <laughs> it's going to become the network. We're going to call it Hulu, Hulu Hoops. Hulu Hoops. That's going to be our, our new version of Hulu. Um, and uh, the only other thing I was going to talk about was Star Tours. Yes. So uh, they've announced now that Star Tours is... They're going to change how it is at the moment. So the random set of scenes is kind of going to be replaced with uh, two different paths that you can take. Now, there's not been... I mean, this was breaking today, so there's not been much announced on this, but people are kind of suggesting it might be something a bit like Mission Space. But I don't really see that, necessarily. Unless they're going to have, like... Some ships are going to be 
Sith and some are going to be Jedi or something. It sounds to me from what I was reading is that it'll be split into like new stuff from the new films and then the older films are all being in one story for each so you won't get a mix of different timelines. Right. It's what it's sounding like. Would you would you pick which one you got, or would it be random? I would assume it's going to be random. Hmm. Unless they put buttons in the chairs and stuff like that, I don't know. Because that's the only way I could do it. Like maybe if you you know you had to choose a path, like at one of those books from the eighties. Oh, I love those books. I always ended up dead. <laughs> always, always with the wrong options. So I'm glad I'm not uh, a barbarian. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't think personally we're going to have Star Tours for too much longer. No. I know they spend a lot of money on Star Tours too, upgrading it, but it just seems a bit done. And I think when Galaxy's Edge opens up, it's going to look really tame in comparison. And definitely at Disneyland with it being in a completely separate land. Yeah, Hollywood Studios is a a bit different because of the fact that, you know, it would technically lead you into that new area. But, yeah, Disneyland, as you say, is in a completely different bit. Um, And Disneyland Paris, I mean, (sighs) Discoveryland's a bit of a mess, isn't it? I love it, but, I mean, the the original concept for Discoveryland has, has gone. You know, if you can, if you looked at what it was like in, let's say ninety five, because that's when I opened Space Mountain, to two thousand and five, and how things have changed. You know, once they added in Buzz, that was its downfall. I think that's when it started to lose its identity. Um, I know people are pissy about the fact that Space Mountain is is now you know hyperspace mountain, but to be honest, it doesn't none of that stuff fits anymore anyway. And so, hyperspace mountains go in. Is it at some point in the next nine months? Yeah. Oh, uh, apparently, shit. the apparently the new yeah apparently the new brochure actually states that we cannot give you the date that this will be here. Till shit, wow. it, it says it will Paris. it will it will be for a limited time only. I thought it'd be I, I, I thought it'd be last longer than that. Uh, that's a bit of a shock. It sounds like they're keeping it for the twenty fifth anniversary, and that'll be it. Hmm. Maybe well, their Star Tours have just been done, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose, like, unlike the you know, the other, the other park Star Tours were done. Have been open about three years or so now, four years. Not longer. It was. Yeah. Oh, it's it's got to be longer than that because the last time I was in Florida. Oh was no, hang on. Three years. Yeah. So. So it's got to be at least five, I think. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's twenty seventeen. And then they've yeah. they've added a they've added a couple of extra scenes in, haven't they, over the last couple of years? But yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's every chance they could. I mean, not in Orlando, but they could easily convert that into like the the Iron Man experience, um, or do something with it. It's not hard to make a simulator film, is it? Let's be honest. No, and they've already got it. They just have to change out some of the words. Hmm. They could have the no. Spider-Man at Homecoming experience. <laughs> I know what this week's show title is going to be. That's all I can say. Um, 
was was there any other news that anyone wanted to bring to the table or um, Sunset Seasons at Hollywood Studios go on so that is in effect right now so they are doing projections onto the Tower of Terror ah yes and it's for short so you see a bit of Mickey's Christmas Carol Muppets, Toy Story and Olaf's Frozen Adventure and they're all basically just screened onto the Tower of Terror. They've got some nice lights down Sunset Boulevard and they make it snow. Gingerbread House on on the Tower of Terror as well. Is anyone going to see Olaf's Frozen Adventure? Because I've escaped it. Um, No. (laughs) Wasn't planning to. So, in the UK, so American listeners, you're fine. You can just go and buy your ticket to see Coco and you get to see it. But in the UK, we're not getting Coco until next year. So, what they've really kindly done for us, uh, rather than make us all wait till next year, is um, they've made us buy tickets to go and see a short, which you can then stay around for and watch the original Frozen if you want to. Um, but, yeah, my my daughter is is going to see... Olaf's Frozen Adventure and Frozen uh, the weekend that Coco gets released in America. So I had to buy 10 tickets the other day. Not for Mm. her, obviously. Her and friends and mummies. But unfortunately, um, you know, somebody's got to stay at home with Lincoln. So I, I, you know, took one for the team and said, you know, you go and watch Olaf's Frozen Adventure and I'll, I'll just wait here. And play Call of Duty. I, not, I, I, I won't be playing Call of Duty with Lincoln. Uh, we'll, we'll be watching something educational. I would rather watch Disney Brit live on Facebook than that. <laughs> we should say as well, congratulations on two You should episodes. have you, you obviously weren't watching the live broadcast. Um, yeah, no, uh, 200 episodes is a, is a great achievement. I've actually got to sit down at some point and work out how many episodes of this we've done. Because... Um, I I realised recently that our episode numbers are completely made up, <laughs> and uh, we celebrated our hundred episode ages ago, and I think we're on quite a bit more than that. I think we might be somewhere nearer where Disney Brit are. So um, at some point, I'll work that out and actually see where we right, actually I've done are. One hundred and sixty-four. Really, we've done hundred. Yep. So this is the hundred sixty-fifth episode of Dis After Dark. Yeah. Yay! Happy 160. Wow. Yeah, we, we. That doesn't include obviously Universal After Dark, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't. Although, of course, we'll be doing. Or Strike. Or Or Strike. strike. We'll be doing big anniversary episodes for their uh, 25th. I'd say the 25th episodes, but we've already done that for Universal After Dark. Oh, we'll have to go 50th. Getting close to the 50th episode. Um, 165. So we've probably done more episodes than Disney Brit. Well, no, because they've done two hundred. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, you mean because of adding the other two shows in as well? Yeah. Um, how many Universal After Darts have we done, Amanda? Is it about thirty-seven, thirty-eight, something like uh, that? About that. It's not quite fifty yet. Yeah. So, uh, forty, sixty. So, yeah, well, yeah. We've done more episodes of Disney Brit. There you go. In we've your done... th- I'm not. I'm not thanking you anymore. I'm not congratulating you. We've done more episodes <laughs> in, in, in much less before. time. Universal After Darks. It's quality, not quantity that counts. <laughs> oh, so okay. I better take back my take back. 
and so congratulate <laughs> Disney Brit on 200 episodes. Um, yes, unfortunately, I, I've not listened to the, the podcast episode, but unfortunately you couldn't hear the phoning guests on it. Uh, and also, apologies to, to Adam. Uh, he'll never listen to this anyway. He doesn't listen to us. Um, but he read out the, the, the tail end of a conversation that me and Mr. Ripples were having. And so it made no sense. But it did give a plug to Universal After Dark. So, you know, every every cloud. Every cloud. Um, yes. Sorry, Mr. D, you, there was something I think you was going to say about news. It wasn't so much news, but um, I went to see the Florida Project this weekend. Oh, oh did you know I'd come How out was it? Hmm? I didn't know I'd come it's, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in cinema. So if there's anybody out there who's who's either come back from Walt Disney World and thinks, oh, I'll go and see the Florida Project and that'll kind of rekindle happy memories. No. Or if anybody's planning on going there and thinking, oh, that'll put me in the mood. No, don't <laughs> don't bother, really. Was really it a don't. good film, though? <clears throat> um, no. No. Oh, I've, I've no. heard that it's good, but very emotional. It's depressing. Yeah. It's really, it's really downbeat. Um, and the end is is strange. The end is a bit weird, and I, I won't spoil it. But it's the only bit that's connected to what this podcast is about, really. Yeah, because the whole thing is is set in a in a kind of sleazy, you know, a faded motel on International Drive, and amongst all the you know tacky souvenir shops and all of that uh, sort of area. Uh, but it, it is, it's, it's a, it's not a happy film. It's not a film you would go and you know see. It's not a feel good film. Definitely not. Is it? Was it better than that one that they did before that was actually filmed in the parks? Oh, it's it's far more professional than that. I mean, Will, Willem <laughs> Dafoe's in it. You know, yeah. So it's not it's it's not an amateur production. Though I think I think some of the actors are kind of first time actors. And I gotta say, there's a there's a kid in it, the, the main kid. So it's really about a single mother and her daughter living in this motel, and there are other characters, you know, neighbours and friends and things like that. But the kid is amazing. I thought the kid was fantastic. Um, it's a little actress. She's like a little Shirley Temple, but you know, modern style. I mean, you don't always like her, but the character that she plays, but. Yeah. Um, as an actress, yeah, she's really good, but... Yeah, yeah I, no. when I heard about the Florida Project, I mean, I think like most uh, people that are aware of what the Florida Project uh, was in reference to, assumed it would be a film about Disney World, but um, mm. yeah, I think you, you've kind of made it quite clear that then it's, it's set no. in the same locale. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, different. Yeah. Uh, and the poster, you know, if you see the poster, the poster looks like it's a happy, upbeat film, but because, you know, you see the mother and she's, like, smiling, laughing. And it's quite colourful as well, because I saw it yeah. um, at my local train station the other day, actually. Um, I just right. didn't pay attention to the date. But, um, yeah. yeah, I... Um... It's a, you know, it's a movie about the other side of the... Not even really the tourist industry, but all these people who are living in those, this hotel—they're living below the poverty line. You know, they're they're on welfare and they're getting, you know, food delivered by the local church and things like that. So it's it's definitely a different side of Florida life or Orlando life, and um, 
although there is, you know, some reference to Disney, I won't, I won't spoil anything, but although there is some reference to Disney, I don't believe that Disney could have been involved in the making of the movie. So and, you'd uh, say it's a, it should have been called Little Miss Not Much Sunshine? <laughs> Definitely not, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not much sunshine. Uh, but hey, I mean, I'm not saying don't go and see it. Go and, you know, go and see it if you want to, but just know what it is and know what it is. Yeah. It's not, it's not a happy film. I think, um, I don't think, I've noticed it on at my local, so I don't mm. think it's it's on at mine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what, it's not on at mine either. I, I, right. I'll, I'll tell you what is on at mine, and what I am going to see next weekend, though, and that's is uh, no, no P Dubs, not not Justice League, no Paddington <laughs> Two, Paddington Two, Paddington Two. <laughs> I am a massive fan of the original Paddington film. I think it's one of the great um, underrated kids films. Um, it's not really a kids' film; it's more like a Wes Anderson film, um, and uh, I'm very excited to see the second one. Um, although Alice, when we watched it the other day when it was on TV, um, got quite upset and she had a nightmare afterwards because she was worried about what the lady wanted to do to Paddington. She called him, but when she watched it a year ago, she didn't that didn't phase her at all. So it just shows how she's kind of uh, changed. But um, yeah, have you? Seen the Paddington M&S advert? Uh, seen the Paddington M&S advert? I went down and bought the last Paddington in M&S. Bloody um, hell. The day, the day, the ad, not the day the advert came out, but um, yeah, last last Thursday, I took a walk into town and I thought I'll just have a quick look in there because they'd sold out online quite quickly, and I, I managed to black one. And uh, there's a book as well. They've done a, a storybook of the advert as well. But what so, I don't get is the burglar at the end. He hugs Paddington Bear and he goes, "Fuck you, little bear." He does not. <laughs> What's that right. all about? Why? He, he does. does not. It's terrible. <laughs> like you know, people have got filthy minds. I've watched that advert a few times and I cannot hear it myself. Um, but yes, a lot of people think that is. Although at the same time, that advert is about a burglar and Paddington basically takes the burglar's haul and takes it back to the people he's stolen from. So actually, if yeah. if he even did say fuck you, Bear, which he doesn't, but if he did, <laughs> but he doesn't, but if he did, it's justified because basically Paddington's made the burglar give up all his loot. So you know, know. it makes sense. Look, let's all just be in agreement that even though Michelle Gondry is a is a genius, that John Lewis advert's a car crash. I haven't seen it still. <laughs> it's rubbish, Amanda. Yeah. It's rubbish. Like it's just so poor. It's Compared worth, to what there's been before, yeah, and you know what? I don't even think I don't think it's the worst John Lewis advert they've done, but considering that you know that's when Christmas season kicks off for a lot of people, it's not very good. Mm. And there's certainly been better Christmas adverts this year, um, unless of course um, you're one of those National Front people um, who doesn't like Muslims celebrating Christmas. Um, then, then maybe that's better than the Tesco advert. But that, you know, this isn't politics after dark, so so we'll leave that. Um, but on on that uh, slightly racial bombshell, although not from us, um, I think we should draw this episode to a close. So thank you, dear listener, for for uh, listening. Um, if you don't already, please subscribe to us because. Um, I've had some people say that um, they didn't know that we... <laughs> Somebody said that we thought you'd stop producing episodes a year ago. 
that's because they haven't subscribed so uh it does happen so if you don't subscribe to us please subscribe to us it's the only way to know that you're going to get all the episodes as we release them all 165 of them as mr ripley's just pointed out um so please do that leave us an itunes review it's always good even the bad ones are good um so please do that as well go and listen to strike new episode just out uh amanda universe of dark will be coming out soon as well yeah super soon and we've got loads of exciting things to talk about and and mr ripley's trip report and although i don't want to single anyone out because that is kind of like deciding which of uh your children's your favorite mine's alice um at the same time mr ripley uh welcome welcome back it's really good to hear you again and uh please don't don't leave us (laughs) especially not to go to another podcast there was no chance of that happening (laughs) at least not a disney one you know (laughs) uh, cool thank you and uh we'll see you with another episode very soon bye bye fuck you little bear (laughs) (laughs) i'm my ripoffin joe (laughs) and we're out thank you for listening to this show if you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash disafterdark as well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support. Podcast.